clarity, connection, authenticity. I'm Alexa Ray, former mental health clinician turned life coach. I quit my full-time career because I was sick of working in a healthcare system where people were not getting the help they needed to actually shift and there were so many gaps present. I am shaking up the mental health game to help women reconnect to their authentic selves and rewrite their story from who they think they should be to who they want to be. In Authentically You, we'll be talking about all things that limit us from connecting to our authentic self. Trauma, self-worth, self-esteem, relationships, communication, addiction, self-compassion, body image, disordered eating, anxiety, challenging beliefs, all of these things. Bottom line is, I want this to help you feel seen, to help you feel safe, heard, and validated. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Authentically You. I am really excited. I mean, I feel like I say this all the time. I am excited that I have this guest on because this person uh, is a client of mine, and she's truly just a genuine, incredible woman. Um, And I, I wanted to ask her to come on here to inspire other women that are out there because she is just, I mean, she's badass, she's powerful, and she's also been doing some really deep inner work in the past seven months and it's showing her evolution is just incredible to witness. So her name is Emily. She's 42 years old. She is out of Western Canada and she's been self-employed for the past three years, which I think is also a really cool thing that I kind of want to dig into around being a nonprofit and philanthropic consultant. I'll let you tell people what that is in a second. And she specializes in raising funding and advising executives on strategy. And it's cool because she always comes on her calls and she's like, I'm doing a deal for a million dollars today. I'm like, oh, no pressure. Um, And then her off time, she, I mean, she loves, she's a strong, badass woman in the gym. She like lifts heavy weights. She goes into nature. She loves gardening, self-healing, obviously. And um, yeah, like I said, she's been a client of mine for the past seven months. and, And I just wanted to bring her on here to talk about her experience of where she was, where she is now, where she really wants to go in the world. So Emily, please introduce yourself a little bit more. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I, yeah, I've, um, I think the thing I want people to know is like this, this has been one hell of a journey and it's probably, um, um, I guess the backup, but like I've grown up in Western Canada and the eldest of three girls. I um, have got a, I am so fucking nervous right now. Holy crap. <laughs> I was good. not expecting this. Um, I swear like a sailor and my job You're really is, Um, My job really is to help fix problems for um, nonprofits and, and help secure funding. And so that means being really grounded and really strong in my professional life. And Mm -hmm. what led me to Alexa was realizing how much work I had to do in my personal life. And so, um, so that's kind of how we started. Um, Um, do you want me to start talking about how I found you or? Um, no, I think, I think let's sort of take a track back in regards to, mm-hmm. I'm curious, you know, three years ago, you started to become self-employed. What were you doing before that? Oh boy. Um, 
So I worked in nonprofit for higher ed, which was, uh, um, um, it was not a good fit. I'm known for being very honest and very forthright. Mm -hmm. And so the politics of the situation really ate at me and really ate at my confidence levels. And I was still really effective, but um, more and more as time went on, I had the opportunity to take a package um, and I played that like you wouldn't believe, like I knew that the package was coming and every time I had to meet up with my boss who was not, I was not a fan of him and he was not a fan of me, but I used to repeat in the back of my head, $16,000, $16,000, $16,000, just so I didn't say or do anything that could lead them to letting me go. Right. Um, and so when the time came, they had to pay me out. And I took that opportunity to move into nonprofit consulting. So now I work with people um, who are allow us to bring our full selves uh, to work, mm. um, to talk about hard things when we need to, to support one another. And, and uh, because we've all experienced kind of that dysfunction within the workplace, Mm-hmm. Uh, we all really care a lot about making sure that that dysfunction doesn't happen in our current situation. So I love that. I think, I mean, I relate to that for sure. Like leaving a toxic place and figuring out obviously, you know, how to yeah. make your life better. Um, I'm curious, mm-hmm. do you find that the shift from being in, I guess, more of like that corporate-ish world, we'll t- call it into your own sort of avenue where you can be more authentic in your workplace has impacted your ability to have capacity to do healing work? Yeah. Um, I can't imagine like, so everybody I know cares about my life coach, Alexa, including my boss and my colleagues. And, um, and if they weren't so supportive, um, uh, I'm, I, I just, it wouldn't, have happened. I, I wouldn't have had the capacity um, in my previous work situation. My focus there was survival. And uh, so evolving wouldn't have happened at all. Yeah. And I think for you, like one of the things I found when we, when you first met, we, and when we first met was that you had this strong front on, like, I mm-hmm. cannot be perceived as weak. I cannot be perceived as anything except I know what I'm doing and I'm always going to be on point. And I think for you in the past seven months has been one of the biggest eye openers for you is that, oh, I can be soft and I can still be powerful at the same time, you know? So mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I love, I've obviously love watching you evolve into that, that process, but what has that been like for you in regards to letting those walls down that you had up? Oh, wow. Um, it's the most, it's so weird actually to, to sit there. Um, when I was, you know, what I find is I'm looking for a connection now because I'm actually way more confident than I ever was before. Mm. And so I really don't care about um, the stuff that that I used to try and control, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or try and figure out how I'm going to get something out of somebody. Like, not, it sounds like I'm a manipulator. I really wasn't, oh. but, um, but just trying to... Um, that's a really good question. Um, like, well, I guess I like, think question, go ahead. Oh no, it's okay, you go. 
I was going to ask you, like, what do you feel like your walls or that, that protective armor you were wearing, what was that serving you or how was that serving you in life? Mm. So I think I actually, okay. So what I think that was really was ego coming out. Mm. Um, and so the sense of, Hey, wait a minute, like I'm this amazing person. I'm a kick-ass uh, professional. I have good friends. I'm smart. I travel. Like I do all these things. And that was sort of the ego side of me. And that's, that's what was being projected. Whereas now it's like, there's a really soft or strong inner confidence that goes along with me. And so I can kind of let people come to me rather than, and, and know that whatever comes at me, I'll be okay. Versus um, having to be this like strong person, I think before, um, and still, um, uh, as I work through it, it's, you know, you're very like insecure. You're worried about how people perceive you. Like you're worrying about all these things you can't control. Right. And I just, I just don't do that anymore. Um, yeah. And I think it's interesting. Cause I mean, you came to me, um, originally we worked together, like the contract was to work together for 16 weeks and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and here we are seven <laughs> months later, right? Um, yeah. but I think it really attests to the fact that you took those walls down. And once those walls were down, like you're saying, you realize you didn't have to control external factors. You realize that there was so much beauty in just being who you were. And I, and I love that after that 16 weeks, you were like, Hey, I want to start. I want to dig more into who I am as this person. Um, because it, I want to comment on that because it takes a lot of strength, right? It takes a lot of, as you can attest, I'm sure that it takes a lot of emotional labor. It takes a lot of effort and conscious awareness to actually do this work. Um, and so the fact that you're committed to yourself past that initial, you know, I get asked of yourself is really profound in my opinion. Yeah. And I, um, thank you. Um, what I think, what I think happened, like how I got to you, I couldn't keep distracting myself anymore. Mm-hmm. with outside things that sort of validated me. Um, and, uh, and like, and I, you know, like growing up in a prairie household with like one income, like you kind of joke about um, always going to sale rack, for example. And so when I, cause this is the first time I've ever really invested in myself in this way. Okay. Um, and so I really embraced the process because I knew that if I gained, if I kept 80% of what we talked about, that I'd be in such a better place. Mm-hmm. So I really, really put in that work because, you know, this is a, this is something I'm not used to doing. This is like, you know, an investment for me, which is the most valuable thing I've ever done. Um, <laughs> but, but it's an investment in me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, yeah. um, so yes, I fully embraced working with you and, um, and it was, I went through actually everything. So just so everyone knows how I got to you, um, I'd just been through two breakups and one failed fertility treatment, which had resulted in a miscarriage. Um, or a failed pregnancy. I don't know how you describe it. And I hate that language, but, but when I came to you, I was like really angry 
I think. And yeah. I just had my confidence kicked out of me. Um, yeah. And I went back and I was looking through all the things that we'd done, which is so interesting. <laughs> like, uh, um, so interesting, like back into all the emails and into the exercises and just could see the light bulbs coming on yeah. in this work. Like, I found this thing very early on. I'm body confident. I'm this, I'm that. I'm like, no, girl. <laughs> no, you're not. Like, I mean, there were getting... moments when you would say, uh, I, I'm totally okay. I'm confident. I'm like, let's challenge it a bit because you're contradicting <laughs> yourself in moments, right? And you're like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, so when you came to me, I don't, that sounds really weird. When you found me is better. When I found you. When you found me, you were, yeah, you were struggling. You were, you know, I don't like to use the word broken, but I think you were fragmented because you really didn't understand who you were without, you know, this pregnancy, who you were without a partner. And I think that is one of the biggest things that we've discovered is that, oh, I kind of cognitively knew that I was a cool person, but deep down, I didn't really believe that. And I think that's the persona yeah. you're putting out. Um, and so when you came, you know, I guess I want to talk about, was there any fear holding you back from investing in, in starting the process? Um, well, how I, so how I found you, <laughs> I probably should never admit this, is <laughs> I was on Facebook and I was trying to figure out how to get this guy to come back to me because like, that's just where I was. Yeah. And so, right. (laughs) And so I had downloaded this, this thing and whatever that did triggered the algorithm Uh, that sent me to your five day confidence course thing, which is how I found you. And so I was, I had done that and I knew I really liked how it was laid out. I really liked how it was broken down and I really felt I'm like, huh, okay, this is different from everything else I've seen out there. Like, I don't have to, you know, wear perfume or wait five days for somebody to call me back or whatever. Like, this was actually a lot deeper than some of the other stuff that was out there. Right. Um, so I didn't have fear about that. And then, um, but fear about investing was definitely a thing, right? Like, it's yeah. always, especially uh, self employed. I mean, you're like, holy. Yeah. 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 And I think that's a big thing. Like a lot of women come and like, you know, they'll say like, well, how committed are you? And they're never, not usually fully committed because there's some fear. It's always based on fear, but a lot Mm -hmm. of it, I think is, I think we should talk about this is that people are not taught in society to invest in their actual self. It's about how can I change my body? You know, how can I look better? How can I change Mm -hmm. the appearance of my hair? Or, you know, we are taught to put so much value into, like you're saying, those things that you talked about versus, Mm -hmm. or status even versus how do I actually feel as a person inside of me? You know, did you feel like you had that belief too? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I remember I'd been through uh, so for me, how I validate myself in lots of ways, like, you know, standard externals, but one of the biggest ones was dating mm-hmm. and, you know, finding a partner and being like, I'm okay. Cause I can date so-and-so and they think I'm great. 
And um, suddenly there was a point where I was in, you know, where I knew that I was attracting the wrong kind of person. Yeah. And that was coming through loud and clear. And, you know, people I'd interacted with previously, like I was just so awkward now because I'd been so hurt that, you know, they're like, who the hell are you? Yeah. Um, and so that was really interesting. And there was, um, um, I was in so much pain mm. that I couldn't start, like continue running and distracting. Um, right. And so I knew that there needed to be this work that needed to happen. Yeah. So, and I think again, I always say to women who to go on this journey of self healing, like it, and you know, it's not an easy journey. I remember one email you sent me, and you're like, you know, I love you and hate you at the same time, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I did. Anyone ever told you that? I'm like, well, I hear that frequently, actually. <laughs> you know, because it's a hard journey, and I've been there myself. It's like you're crying. You're like, only because you've connected to this part of yourself that you didn't even know you had solely because you were distracting yourself from it, you know? But I think, so you came, you were in a lot of pain, obviously you were putting this energy out or this version of yourself and attracting people based off that person. And now you, let's fast forward, you know, I don't want people to think like, this is horrible. We should, I'll never do this work. You know, what are the, what are the benefits of doing this work? That is so difficult. Oh, wow. Big um, question. Yeah. Thanks for these. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate this. Um, yeah. So I guess, all right, just to go back to talk to like people mm-hmm. right now, um, uh, so this really was like the hardest thing I've probably ever done, but it was also the safest I ever felt. Mm. And so, um, there were things that I was, that had always, always been part of me, like body confidence and feeling othered and being different, uh, that had, um, really impacted who I was. And so working through all of those things that we work through meant that I could be so much more present and more like enjoying life much more. Mm. I remember you and I were talking once and I was talking about, um, it's kind of like you're cleaning your closet. Like you pull out your like box of clothes, you know, like your shame clothes and you like pull out each piece and you decide which ones you're keeping and which ones you're going to continue to work on. Mm-hmm. And then you go to your anger box and you do the same thing and you move on and on and on. So this was like, you know, really deeply healing work that, mm-hmm. that happened in, and it was hard for me because a, I, I've seen therapists and I've been through that stuff before and that, and I believe in therapy. Um, but this is the first time that we were really dealing with like trauma and body acceptance and, mm-hmm um, fertility and confidence. Like, like I've talked to therapists before and been like, Hey, I'm attracting the wrong guy. And they're like, go read this book. Well, (laughs) thanks bud, but that's not going to get me to where I need to go. You hear anything else in there? (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
I think that's a really, I, I do want to say one thing I love about Emily is her analogies for life. She always like, this reminds me of this and she'll pull it to analogy. Anyone, anyone who ever comes with analogy, it blows my mind. Cause I don't have, my brain does not work that way. I'll try mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, what? This makes any sense. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. Like you have a closet, you're cleaning out your closet. You know, you have all these boxes and I, I do want to speak, you know, and I say this all the time and I see this from clients all the time where they're like, I've been to therapy and yeah, they, we talk about what's happening or, you know, but I think the big thing I find is missing from therapy because I used to be, you know, I used to be a trauma therapist. I used to work in that field. There's a lot of limitations, number one, and what they can do and how they can connect with people. And there's so much evidence that shows that if you connect with me, there's a much higher chance of you feeling like you can evolve as a person versus like, oh, I'm, I have a certification and that's the only thing we're going off of here. Right. Mm-hmm. Having connection with someone that's helping you heal is a really big factor. Um, and so I think, you know, you're one of the many women who felt has felt not let down, I guess some people have felt let down, but maybe disappointed in the traditional system mm-hmm. because it's not really set up to get us past that point of, okay, read this book and you should be fine. Well, what about actually moving past that and embodying the work and actually implementing it into our lives? And I think that's the big thing I found from leaving that kind of, I feel like kind of the mirror of you, like, okay, I'm going to leave this world and then go and try my own thing because I have so much lived experience that goes much past any textbook that you can learn in therapy. Right. And I think that's mm-hmm. what you're saying here is like, you felt for the first time that this is different and this is helping me actually move forward. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, for me, therapy, I'm visual too. And all that I can think of is like, it's, it's very linear, right? Right. Let's deal with your work stress. Let's deal with, you know, whatever, but it's, they're all lines. They don't actually recognize that humans are interconnected, holistic beings. Yeah. And so, and so they're not pushing on the pain points um, and finding the things and then linking it into other things that are maybe going on in your life. They want to unpack this one narrow item, which right. is helpful, but isn't impactful the way that this has been for me. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Like, and I think you're saying we're complex humans beings, like that's who we are as individuals and making mm-hmm. connections between like, yeah, we worked on a variety of things. And I think the big thing I think people need to know is that the big difference I find like you're talking about here is that when you come to me, we meet and I make you a mm-hmm. customized healing plan. That's what you need. It's not based of like, mm-hmm. okay, you're having relationship problems. We're going to focus on that. There are other things that we have to focus on as well. So I think we worked on yeah, body image, body mm-hmm. confidence, fertility stuff, um, trauma. Um, mm-hmm. now we're sort of looking at intuitive eating and all that stuff. Like we've worked on so much stuff in the past seven months. Um, and so this sort of goes to show like that connection that you're talking about, you know, between mm-hmm. all of the things. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and some of the, like some of the exercises that we had to do were these things where suddenly this world would like open mm. and there's been one of the biggest ones I hope it's okay to share was like the letter of apology mm, to yeah. your body. Like, holy crap. When you have to, like, I, I went back and I reread it and I was like, yep, that's true. Like feeling really caged and then having to say like, um, to your, like, say, I'm sorry, I've treated you so poorly mm-hmm. and I'm sorry 
I haven't acknowledged that you've done your best. Um, <laughs> what is, okay, now we're crying. Was like one of the <laughs> hardest things, one of the most eye-opening things that I've ever had to do. And it was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, what if I was talking to my body? Like I was talking to a person. Yeah. What would, what would that be? Because right now I'm abusing myself with the way I talk to myself. And, yeah. and so, so that was really eye-opening and like, so like body confidence and all that stuff. Like when we talk about that and all the exercises that we do, the one thing I would say is like, it's like a person, your relationship with your body is like your relationship with your partner. Yes. Right. Yes. And like, <laughs> there are days where you just, you know, you love your partner and you're like, Oh, they're the best thing in the entire world. And then there's days where you're like, and my apologies, but fuck, get out of my face. Like I've yeah. had enough, um, but you choose to love that person anyway. Right. Yeah. Even though it's a bad day. And so like right now with this intuitive eating thing that I've definitely gained, I don't, I still fit my clothes. So it's not like I've gained 50 pounds, but I've definitely gained probably some. Yeah. Um, but, I've, and so I'm kind of working through that, but I'm waking up every day and I'm like, okay, I'm choosing to respect you. Yeah. Choose to love you, even though I really wish I could, I still have my scale in my, in my bathroom. <laughs> I haven't gotten on it in like three months. And like, and so now it's like, maybe I should move that, you know, like that's kind of where I'm at now, but, um, but it is a choice every morning to wake up. And, you know, when you're brushing your teeth, be like, I choose to respect myself. I choose to love myself, you know? Yeah. I, I love that. I think that is so true that the most important relationship we have is the one with mm -hmm. ourselves because like you're saying if you don't check yourself in that relationship how do you have any other relationship that doesn't emulate something different you know doesn't emulate a relationship out of disrespect um or mm -hmm. or less worthiness you know and i think for you a big thing is that yeah you're like oh i did this work this relationship is important to me and i think that's what's so scary for a lot of people is that really looking deep into you going, Oh, I've been an asshole to myself for this many years is yeah. really hard to call yourself on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And it was, I mean, I was, I was, I would have done anything to stop yeah. um, feeling the way that I felt. And so, and so that's where that commitment came from. But if I hadn't been in that place, I don't know if I would have been able to uh, do that the same way. Right you know right yeah and i think you know i do want to say that in order to get anything out of self-healing whatever journey you go on if it's you know working with me or anyone else you have to do the work right and i think that's a big thing that shows your evolution and healing in your own journey is that you were committed that you were like okay i'm going to invest in this not just the financial investment, but I'm actually going to invest in this. Cause I have people who will work with me and I'm constantly having to say, Hey, you need to do this work. You know, I can't give you a magic pill. That's not how this goes down, you know? So the fact that you do the work and it shows that's where the real growth. And I see it in women, like people who commit to themselves is when they actually shift. Um, 
And so I do want to give you, I'm just full of giving you compliments in this talk because I just think you're great. But I think that's a really big thing is that you not only just made a decision, um, but you actually also committed to doing the work each week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I'm curious, yeah, where are you now? Um, in what no, way? Not physically. <laughs> Emotionally or relationship wise or. Um, yeah, I guess like, let's talk about emotionally first of all. Okay. Um, I find, sorry, I'm just closing, closing some of my tabs here. I think my computer is like, wow. Uh-huh. Um, what I find is that I am seeking relationships and connections that are inherently healthy. Mm. Um, and I was, um, I went out for, you'll love this. I went out for drinks with some friends of mine I haven't seen for about four months wow. due to varying things. Um, and I was sitting there and it was like, my eyes kind of opened up and the blinders came off. And I was like, is this how it's always been? Like, oh. has this been the way that, you know, I'm supposed to interact and like, have they always been like this? And then I walked out of there and I was like, wow, like, why am I here? <laughs> I don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel connected and not enjoying this conversation. I, I don't like how, how vapid it is. Like it, and, and there, I have nothing against them as people. They're good people, but I don't want to hang out with them because it didn't fill me up. Yeah. And so I, I was talking to somebody about it and like the two most valuable things that I have is my time and my energy. Yeah. And it isn't a matter anymore of, um, I'm just, I'm not mad, angry, or upset. I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to invest because I, I don't feel it. And like, is this how like romantic relationships are supposed to be? Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. And like, suddenly I'm like, so I'm seeing that health kind of in a different way. And I came home and I was talking to my mom about this experience and she goes well what are you gonna do I'm like make more friends like I'm a good person I'll I'll find I'm a good friend I'll find other people that I want to spend my time with and so I'm letting go of sort of those unhealthy relationships but I'm also holding on to the ones that do fulfill me or do connect me Mm -hmm. um and and investing in those relationships much more than I would have been I think that's really powerful. I think because that speaks to a lot of people, I think that are going to listen to this is that we invest. And I can relate to that when you're saying like, Oh, I'm hanging up these friends who I used to hang out with. And now I'm a different person and we're not really jiving anymore. Our values are not in alignment. And, and it's weird because you feel like the, sh- the black sheep almost. Cause you're the one who's yes. shifted. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, and this is the same, even with my, like when I go back to my small Northern Ontario town, like I go like, Oh, I'm just different now. And I think that speaks to a lot of people listening because a lot of women struggle with not only friendships, but intimate relationships. When they do work like this, they're like, oh, I'm different. And now either relationships will evolve with you or they will not. And I say this to people all the time, which is really tough to look at. 
Um, it's yeah, it's it's really sorry. I interrupted no, you. no, go ahead. Um, it's it's so before I would have put up with this, right? Like I would I wouldn't say you know what this isn't working. I need to move on. Uh, before I would say, oh wow, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Or I need to try harder. Yeah. Or I need to. Um, you know, ingratiate myself in some way to be more valuable, you know, put in more effort. And now I'm like, mm, yeah, no, this is just, it isn't working. And it hasn't worked for a while. I mean, we've talked about it being an uneasy relationship for a long time. So, right. Uh, so it's not like, it's like, that's it, it's done. But realizing that your time and your energy are valuable components of who you are. And if this isn't working, that's okay. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Like I can see your eyes and you're like, <laughs> that's never, that's, that's not who I am. Right. That yeah. hasn't been who I am. And I think that's so. really big is that you have made shifts where you start, you love yourself or you're, you're on that journey and you recognize yeah. the big thing I think you're saying here is that you're enough just as you are. And you don't have to change just to get mm -hmm. external validation or approval from other people. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. Emily. I love it's it. Scary. <laughs> I yeah. love it. And I just keep going. Like, is this how like relationships are supposed to work? Cause I've always been like the anxious side. Right. And so is it like, is this how I'm supposed to be in a relationship? And like, yeah, you know, right for dating, but like, it's so foreign. I'm it's so foreign. I'm so used to investing and then, you know, meeting them and, and something doesn't fit, but you kind of go, well, that's okay. Like, we'll just work through blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, he's great. And if only yada, 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 you know, yeah. and like kind of putting yourself second and like, so, so it's, it's eye-opening, I think in a lot of ways for me still. Yeah. I think it's eye-opening. I go ahead. No, no, no. Still, it's still eye-opening. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. I do think too, that you know, it's interesting with intimate relationships. We're thinking about that. There are people who have the stance of, you know, I'm going to wait for that person that meets all of my criteria. They cannot have any mishaps in that list. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or there are people who will say like, I, here are my bottom line, my deal breakers. None of those are apparent. Mm -hmm. Here's what I'm willing to put into the relationship. Here's what I'm willing to ask for in the relationship. If those things are there, then obviously no person is perfect you know, um, like you're saying in a relationship, there are going to be days where I'm like, get away from me, but I still love you, you know? Yeah. So where do you think mm -hmm. you're at right now in regards to relationships and that sort of definition? Uh, you know, part of it is getting older. And so yeah. my list has shifted. Um, one of the things I think a lot about is, um, how I want to feel in a relationship um, and like how I want to feel, how I want to be treated, how I want to be communicated with. Mm -hmm. um, I, I care that they're handsome. That would be nice, but yeah. it's not like the top priority. Like I'd much rather have somebody who like, I don't know if you can even tell that I'm so much calmer talking about this than before. Yeah. Like, like it's all of that surface stuff the you know has kind of run away or gone right. away 
Um, so am I, could I be in a relationship now? Yeah. I think I've done enough work, but now my questions are, and I still, I still think about this. Like would I, would I be with somebody who's not, who's never done therapy, you know? Oh yeah. This is a good conversation. Yeah, for sure. Like would I, would I be comfortable with that? And probably cause men have a different perspective, but I would not be comfortable being with somebody who's not self-aware or not a clear communicator. I mean, and not open to those. And not open, I think too, right? You know, yeah. even if you have someone who has a different experience in life. Like I think men, there's a lot of stigma around asking for help and stuff. So there's that aspect, but even if they're not willing to have the conversation, that's a, I think that's a red flag for sure. Yeah. I found something I was writing. I wonder if I wrote it down. Um, anyway, I was like, I wish men understood the, oh boy. The patriarchy affects them too. Like, cause I just don't think that they, oh, here it is. My kingdom for the chance to get a hold of the fuckers who came up with patriarchy. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and just yeah. talking about, um, you know, how men are, are also um, boxed the way that women are, right? Yeah, it's true. I agree. I think there's definitely, and that impacts people in relationships and how, I mean, we've done so much work in regards to like killing the patriarchy, but I think there's still so much to go in regards to how we need, both people should be treated, right? I mean, women, I'm going to say, yeah, women need to be treated much differently, but like you're saying, Mm -hmm. men still need to see. And I think a big thing for patriarchy is like men have to be able to see that they are worthy, that they don't have to prove themselves through Mm -hmm. certain behaviors because the end of the day that's what's pushing authentic relationships or like breaking those authentic relationships is that you have to feel like you have to prove yourself or be this certain version of yourself and it's the same thing like we talk about shifting our own version of who we are right but men it's just a different category i yeah like so for for me like i i make a good living and so this idea of sorry i don't know how i ended up here but i hope it's okay uh-huh. um um but men as providers and um like I typically especially where I live now I make way more than men do and so it becomes this really interesting quandary for them because like and I've had partners admit it didn't I told you it didn't bother me but it does and um so so it's funny because that's never been a thing but then when I talk to my women friends I was just telling you about um they'll talk about like men within that context oh he, he's a millionaire so oh. I'm gonna ride that as long as I can oh, that kind of that kind of attitude right um so so yeah like we I think guys need need that work I think women need to understand that too that impact on men because I think that's the other thing that we do right so we sit there and we're like oh well you know, like they, I, I'm not sure that women understand that men are also victims. No. Yeah. I think, I think sometimes it depends on the women, like what their experience was to have, if do they have the capacity to see that, but I, I hear what mm-hmm. you're saying for sure. It's like men are also mm-hmm. a product of, um, patriarchy from years and years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. So, so now you, I, I, it's interesting to hear I'm ready to date. And I do want to say that you were the kind of person I remember when we first started working together, you're like, oh, I'm still on the dating side or, you know, which is so common for women. Like, oh, I went through a breakup. Now I'm going to try and find a new relationship. And then you finally got to the point where you're like, I'm off the dating side. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to look at myself. And here we are months later. And I, I love that you're like, I, you commit, like you commit yourself, but at the same time, it takes a lot of courage to not attach yourself to another person, even if you say you're not going to. So I, again, I want to congratulate you on that. Cause that's a really big feat. Um, and so now you're at a point where you're like, Hey, I, I, I could entertain a relationship or see what it looks like. But again, I think the definition of what you're manifesting in a relationship is much different. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, who I was, I I think, I I hate saying the word I'm ready because it sounds so (laughs) like Cinderella or like a JLo rom-com or something like, and, and that's, that's not it I think it's it's like but it is it but it I wish it really wasn't those words but like could I could I find somebody and do I have confidence that I could have like a real honest authentic open vulnerable um giving loving respectful relationship um yeah I I could I I'm but it's because I've done all this work and and the dating thing, oh my God, like, never do that when you're going through a rough time. Never, ever do that, like <laughs> ever. Because um, it's, it's what it is, is an ego distraction, yeah. right? Like you're, um, have you, sorry, this is a bit off the topic. Have you watched Love is Blind? Yeah, I love that show. Okay. I love okay. all those kind of TV shows. The best thing to do is watch Love is Blind after you've done therapy. Because it's freaking hilarious. Oh, like, that's true. You're sitting there and you're watching it. And, um, you know, the first, it's so funny because the first part where they can't see everybody is kind of that heart connection. And then the second part is the ego connection. Yeah. And it's so funny to see how that manifests. And yeah, it's like, an interesting show. I love like the psychology. Yeah, you're true. Like the psychology around that or the bachelor or anything. You're just like, oh, interesting, you know? But that's true. I never thought about that aspect of like the heart connection, the ego connection and how those can really, depending where you are in your life can impact how you then go through the rest of the relationship. Like if you just never saw each other, maybe you'd be fine. <laughs> right. Oh, good show. I do tell people to watch that show. I love that show. Yeah. It's been, it's been really interesting, um, yeah. but it's been really interesting. I'll sit there and be like, no, no. No, this no. <laughs> um, just because like y- you can kind of see it before it happens. So yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Okay, so I guess I want to ask you one final question. You know, you've done a lot of evolution, a lot of transformation. Um, you're a completely different version of who you were before, uh, like when I first started meeting you, I'm curious if you want to speak to women who are out there listening, who are thinking, you know, I want to try, I want to feel different. I want to go from where Emily was to where she is now. Um, like what is your biggest piece to leave these women with? 
Um, I think even asking the question and recognizing that you're not okay or could be better mm -hmm. is the bravest thing you could ever do. And whether it's with Alexa or with somebody else, um, you're, you're not alone. And um, for me anyway, doing, doing the work was the hardest thing I've ever been through. Um, um, and also probably the most transformational thing, like, you know, men at 40 or 50 buy sports cars. <laughs> this is not that, but it's, it's the best investment that you'll make. Um, so that's, that's one thing. The other thing is, um, there's nothing wrong with you for feeling the way that you feel. And yeah, like there is nothing wrong for, for wanting things different mm -hmm. or feeling unfulfilled or whatever, because we're taught always that, you know, this should be enough. Like, you know, the labels that you assign yourself, whether it's, um, I'm a mom and that should be fulfilling. Well, I know a lot of women who are like, oh my God, like, I love being a mom, but take my kids. I've had enough or, yeah. or, um, you know, women who are really excited by their career, but, but aren't fulfilled by it. Like, don't listen to what society thinks. And when you, I think the other thing is when you bring your power back to you, um, and when it starts, you'll, I, I was just shocked at how different I became and how much, um, or how things started changing for me. And that, that was, you know, building a connection, you know, with the cashier or having positive interactions with people in a park, like things where I was so closed before, I would have smiled kind of at somebody and walked past because that's what we do out here. But now I'm having like full conversations with people and just kind of having a, a, you know, this, light kind of come into my life from totally random strangers. Right. Um, and um, then I guess the other thing is, that's the last thing I'd want to say to somebody. Everything that you're experiencing, whether it's confidence, your body, diet, um, labels that you're assigning yourself, it's okay if you don't fit those labels, mm. you know, like, and, and again, like, so like, if I was going to pick the top five lessons I've learned from you, one would be, um, you know, the, 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 it, I have the confidence now it's about me and it's about how I interact with the world. And it's about knowing that I'll be okay. That was kind of a big learning for me. Yeah. Um, the other one was around body and the relationship with my body and how that had been so toxic for so long. Um, um, and the same with food, honestly, in diet right. culture. Yeah, that's a big one. And, yeah. um, and you can't outrun what you've experienced and you can't minimize what you've been through. No matter what that is, it will follow you, whether you invest now or invest later or, or, 
or distract yourself with, for me, dating or makeup or clothing, like none of that is going to fix that, that hole. You need to, you need to fix it, you know, whether it's through self-work or through other options, um, it will follow you. And, and I'm perfect example of that. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Like you're 42 doing this work. And I think that's a show with people that's never too late, you know? Um, and that like you're saying, if you, ch- if people choose to not do the work, okay. But I think you can attest to the fact that when you do the work, it opens your eyes to so much that you actually get to start living a life that you really want to live. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, like if you want an analogy, it's like, okay, I'm going to get fit. And I'm going to go and buy myself new workout clothes and shoes. And then they're going to sit in the bag for the next two months. But hey, I'm getting fit because I bought the stuff that I needed in order to get fit. But you haven't stepped into a gym, you know, or, or into or begun a fitness practice, whatever that is. But like, that's, that's the difference. This is just your like emotional inner self gym. I love it. Top it off with another analogy. I love it. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I guess thought I got, I think I even got to know you at a deeper level doing this. So it's been an honor, you know, working with you and also listening to this conversation and being a part of this conversation. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And I will see you soon. Mm -hmm. Now we've got stuff to talk about. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. See ya. Hello, lovely human. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Authentically You. It truly, it means a lot to have you here listening. And I hope you really took something away from this episode. If you are ever looking for more, check me out on Instagram. I am posting inspirational stuff there all the time. And if you ever want to dig deeper, please reach out to me as well. And let's have a chat about you doing some deeper one-on-one healing. Cause let me tell you that is when the true magic happens. Mm-hmm.